What is up, guys? This is Misfit. Welcome back to Overtakes. And today we are going to be talking about week 26 in the Overwatch League. First, I would like to thank everybody for joining me. Everybody out there on YouTube, thank you very much. All of your likes, subscribes, all the comments, all the conversations we've had have been great. Thank you very much. It's greatly appreciated, everybody out there in podcast land. Also, thank you very much for listening. Today, we are going to be talking about week 26, but first we have a little bit of news that happened. Um, first, we're going to talk about Violet from the San Francisco Shock. He has been suspended by the team and fined. Um, in case you haven't seen it, he had, he had an incident in Ranked, which isn't the first time for this guy, where he used some slurs, uh, pretty much got into a... A thing with somebody over playing Mercy. He wanted them to play Brig, and he, the guy kind of caved, and then he, he still got attacked. I guess there's a whole bunch of things going on with this. Um, it's up on look look at uh, the Twitter stuff and all that. There's more explanation if you want to go that far in depth into this. Basically, he was being toxic and a jerk on in ranked, which. You know, it's ranked that that happens, but the slurs were going over the line, and this isn't the first time it happened, so he got suspended and fined. He did a twit longer, um, explaining, apologizing, all the kind of stuff that you want to see, but he realizes he was being an idiot. But sometimes you go over the lines, and sometimes you take things a little too far, and he took it too far. Obviously, San Francisco got involved before Blizzard did, because I'm sure they would have had something to say if they didn't. But he's suspended. He's out for the weekend. They're playing Houston. It doesn't really matter as far as game for the games. It's San Francisco, A. They're going to put in either Twilight or Moth, which who would be starting on every team in the league, um, minus their own uh, at this point. <laughs> but, I mean, that aside, you can't be a representative of a league and stuff like that and a player and do dumb stuff like this. It's happened before. It'll happen again. But they just need to realize certain things. Yeah, you're heated in the moment and you do dumb shit. I'm not going to say that I've never done that because I have. Slur-wise, not really. So that is that bit of news. He's out for the week. He'll be back for the tournament. And San Francisco will be fine. And he needs to grow up. Other than that, he realizes it too, so that's a good thing. Also, we had Atlanta signing Saucy, DPS player. He's a hitscan player. Uh, he was on Atlanta Academy. I don't know a ton about him. I know he's a DPS player. I hear he's really good. But here's the question, really. Did they need him? Yeah, Baby Bay left. Okay, so you lost a hitscan player. But do you need to fill the hole with another hitscan player? I, I think they have other things they need to worry about um, on this team. They have Edison. They have Sharp, who we haven't even seen, really. I think he played one map, maybe. Uh, maybe one of these guys, is is their time is up. Who knows? They could be looking for a deal. Uh, the trading deadline is tomorrow, so we might hear something there. I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense to me as far as just how he slots in on the team, unless they're planning on moving somebody. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, yeah, we kind of joked around with San Francisco at, at the end of 2018. Why are they signing all these hitscan players? And here we are. They're the best team in the league, and they can pop people in and out and do different things. But I don't think this is on the caliber of that. It, to me, it, it's an odd signing. Just from the standpoint of, yes, 
you lost or yes he is a dps player you might need another dps player but his hero pool is pretty much mirrors edison's and sharp from what i've seen so why is that necessary unless you're getting rid of one of these guys uh, we had that odd signing I don't understand. I thought maybe that if they did anything in DPS wise, they'd sign somebody kind of get somebody like a libero ish, you know, can play all kinds of things and, and pick, you know, they could pick when they need to put him in here and there, that kind of guy when you don't want Edison and, and Erster in there all the time, or the, the rare occasion that you w- would put sharp in there. But uh, here we are. They signed another uh, hit scan player. Maybe he's got a specialty on one of the other hit scans that uh, who knows? They all kind of, most hit, hit scan guys, though, they all kind of play the same character, so I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. But we had that. Now, let's let's talk week 26. All right, we're in the final week before the Countdown Cup. I, I can't wait till after next week, and I don't have to say that again. Well, minus the review show and, and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but... It's a worse name. I I, I don't like it. I, it just bothers me. Okay, so the Countdown Cup final prelim week. We have no hero pools this week. So what does that mean? Are we going to go back to the Arissa? I'm assuming a lot of these teams are going to go back to Arissa, uh, just because she brings so much value to what you need to do. And you bring her in. You run more Sigma. Yeah, it was fun watching the other iterations that we had. We had some Winston Ball, Winston Zarya, Winston Diva various different things that were fun. They look good, but a lot of these teams are reliant on the Arisa play and they, they're going to go right back to it. Some of the other teams I think are going to try and do some of the other stuff that they were doing to see how that works, but I don't know how it will do against double shield. That is pretty powerful. And then you throw in the fact that you still, we're not going to see a Genji nerf. It looks like uh, that went down off of the, off of the patch. We wouldn't have seen it for this tournament anyway, or this week and the tournament. We probably would have seen something for the playoffs unless they change something up really quick here um, or, or get the bugs fixed or whatever it is on that. So you still got the halt dash thing. So your teams with mediocre Genji players can work around this. Your Houston's, your, you know, even teams, Washington, some of these teams can pull things out. Vancouver, they, they pull things out with the Arissa because the halt adds so much value. Then you add da- the, the damage amplification and all that, the bongo and the shields and all that. It's just something com- these teams are comfortable with playing. And I think some of the teams are going to be a little bit better with this. Even a team like London and APAC or Hangzhou to an extent. I think Architect's a really good Genji player, but there's some chemistry issues on that team right now that they need to work out. But we'll talk about that at a later point. Um Maybe not today, but somewhere down the line, we're going to talk about them. Teams like the Valiant, I think it, it helps them out. The Gladiators, the, the couple of teams, it, it will definitely make a difference. I don't think we're going to see much difference in the support lines, other than the fact you're not going to see Zen. A lot of teams are running Bat Brig anyway. The teams with God Tier Zens were running Zenyatta. I, I came to like that. I loved. I forgot how much I liked watching guys frag out on Zenyatta. I think we're going to go back to that DPS. I think we're going to see a lot of the same stuff that we've been seeing. And if you go back a couple weeks, to some of the stuff we saw at the end of the the summer uh, summer show, the whatever it was, the summer showdown tournament, where we had some we had some tracer, we had Ash, a lot of Ash Genji, which seems to work really well, and things like that. So I think we're probably going to go back mostly. Some teams are probably going to stick with it. Chengdu 
probably is going to run ball anyway because that's what they do. Um, they might try and run a little meta, meta stuff because running a ball into an Arisa Sigma, and I'm talking Chengdu, not this week, but playoff-wise. We'll talk more about that because they don't have a, a match this week. That It's kind of where I think the meta is going to go. I, it's not going to be a drastic change. Like sometimes where we had the realization a couple of a while ago where we went from a hero point. I was like, oh, Ash is really good no matter what you're playing her against with the dynamite and the whatnot. And yeah, we, we're going to, we're going to keep playing her. I think this is a situation where you're not going to run monkey Zarya into Orisa Sigma. That's not a good idea. <laughs> Look a couple weeks ago. I think Soul tried it and a couple other teams in APAC tried that and it just did not work. But okay. So let, let's, let's uh, jump into the, the schedule. We'll talk schedule. Then we're gonna we're gonna talk about the couple of matches that we're we're gonna be looking at closely, more closely than some of the other ones. Not too many of them this week. There's a couple of them. There's some that are key for as far as the tournament goes, but I don't think they're gonna be good matchups. And they're teams that are kind of meh. So I don't know if you want to watch them or not, or just. I mean, there's gonna be some steamroll jobs in here and there, and this and that kind of you know the normal three O weekends that we have. I. I Kind of getting over those, by the way. They're they're a little tiring. And the couple of mat- good matches we get, sometimes they're good on paper, but they're not good matches. They're just close. Anyway, enough of that. So let's talk schedule. We got another. We're doing Fridays again still. Um, I think we're doing it throughout the rest of the season, which I kind of enjoy having a couple of matches on Friday. Get you warmed up, get you in. And they're usually pretty decent matches. Now, Friday, we have Dallas taking on Philly at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we have... The Valiant taking on Houston right after that. Then Saturday, we're going to go to APAC. We have uh, just Saturday schedule for APAC. We have Seoul taking on Guangzhou, London taking on Hangzhou, the NYXL taking on the Shanghai Dragons. That will take it. Then we'll jump into uh, NA for uh, Saturday. We have at 3 p.m. Eastern time, we have Paris taking on Washington, the Toronto Defiant taking on the Vancouver Titans. Houston taking on the Shock. The Houston Outlaws taking on the San Francisco Shock will wrap up Saturday. And then we're going to back on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Dallas taking on Atlanta, followed by the LA Gladiators taking on the Florida Mayhem. And the final regular match of the night we have at 7 p.m., we have Philadelphia taking on the Valiant. And then after that, we have the play-in match which is most likely going to be, it's looking like it's going to be Houston and Boston. I think right now, depending on what Houston does in their couple of matches they got, one's an obvious L. <laughs> All right, maybe not obvious. Houston does weird shit. This is the potential week where they could beat the Shock, right? Not likely, but I'm not throwing it out of the realm of possibility for the, the weird things that happen when Houston plays a, a really good team. Going back to season one, I wish we had standings for the goddamn tournaments. Can we get standings for the tournaments? Fuck the regular season. Nobody, Nobody's looking at the regular season standings. My God, it drives me nuts. We're not doing a standings thing, and they, yet they still have Pacific and Atlantic, and just get rid of it. Give me what we need. I, I need my Countdown Cup standings. All right, so that's all the matches. So we're going to pick a couple of them. Now, there's a few that I'm curious about, but I didn't think I wanted to spend a lot of time on. 
uh, Houston Valiant could be an interesting match just for the uh, see what the Valiant do and see what Houston does as far as what they're playing, how they look. They, they have not looked good in the last couple of weeks. The Valiant have been up and down. It, Houston has been back to Houston. I think they, people kind of figured out. Houston's just been weird. Uh, people kind of forced hydration onto Winston, and it's not his best hero. So I want to see what what go, if we go back to what we were doing, which I think they should do because it, it worked. It worked rather well, actually. Um, Valiant, they still have the issue of Genji. Eh, they're, they're kind of meh on Genji. Are they going to run Tracer Ash, which works for them to an extent, but then you, sometimes you need that Genji play in there, especially right now. But see if they can work around that. Um, some of the other matches that I was kind of looking to check out that aren't going to be the couple that we're going to focus on. Gladiators and the Mayhem on Sunday. That's an interesting match. Gladiators look better, but lost two. F- Florida is kind of up and down right now. Depending on whether being dependent on your Genji player and your Tracer player being the same person, kind of hurt him without Arissa. But with Arissa in there, you can kind of do what you were doing before, and you don't have to run Chris on on Lucio and all the stuff that kind of got them in a, a little lull there. They worked through it and they did okay. You know, beating Washington isn't the greatest thing in the world, but at least it was something. They got smoked by the shock. They're standing, they're probably somewhere in the middle. They should have, if, if they, they beat the Gladiators, I'm, I'm assuming that they'll have a pick of a team. They'll have another match pick. Hopefully this time they don't pick someone that's going to bury them. Throwing that out there, they got buried by Houston. Let's talk, the. there's only two matches I really want to spend a, a considerable amount of time on. They are going to be... And don't forget, we are going to do the McRae-Click picks where I pick all of the all of the matches. We'll see how we do. I did okay last week. I didn't do great. There's a couple of upsets in there, mostly in APAC, where I wait, would wake up in the morning and spew my coffee all over the place and ask what the fuck happened. But that's just in general when you're watching the APAC region. Anyway, the two matches I'm going to talk about. New York Excelsior, Shanghai Dragons. This is going to be the first one we talk about, and we're going to talk about the Dallas Fuel and the Atlanta Rain. We'll start with the Excelsior and the Dragons. New York looked really good last week, rebounding after getting buried by (laughs) Chengdu. But they they were doing some different things, which is okay. I I want to see them do different things. Mono looked really good playing ball. They looked okay doing the dive. Hawksall looked good. Nene looked decent. Their their supports, I mean, when you get... Jonak on Zenyatta, that's that's always a, a treat to watch, and it always it always uh, amazes me how they just go back to the protect the president kind of scenario with Jonak. If you watch, because I watched some of the match um, in the replay viewer, Animo's just standing there with the damage amplifier on there. It's like it's like Ark is in his head. Make sure Jonak gets all the resources. Um, anyway. Let's see what they do with Arissa back in the fold against the Dragons, who are the best team right now in APAC. There are a couple other teams that are okay, close to them, but they, they've kind of singled themselves as, as, out as the best team. Chengdu, yes, is leading in the standings, but they're leading in the standings because they were ready for the meta shift, which, you know, hey, props to them. But best overall team, Shanghai. Shanghai... I just I love watching this team play, and it's great if you've been a fan for for the the Dragons since season one. This is your rebound season where you're the best. 
it, it's it, everything's working out really well. Fantastic tank line right now. Whether they run, mostly they run fearless, but you run fearless or stand one and void, who is should be in consideration for any kind of comeback player of the year kind of scenario. Support line's great. Lee Gong and Iziaki, who got to play some Zenyatta last week. You know, they, their support line is really good. I was a little, but Iziaki's looking really good. So is Lee Gong. Then you have uh, their, their DPS is filthy. All around, you have Fleta, Diem, and Lip. We haven't seen much of any of the other guys, but it doesn't really matter. Those three guys cover everything you need to to cover. You have uh, an MVP candidate in Fleta. You have uh, a Rookie of the Year and maybe an uh, MVP candidate in, in Lip. They can run pretty much anything they want to with these two, and it's fantastic. Fleta can play the Genji, or he can play... Tracer, Lip can do, and if they want to do the Sombra Tracer thing, which they like doing, any kind of comps like that, Sombra Genji with Lip, and he could play a really good Ash and all that stuff too. It, it's just, they're disgustingly good. New York, like I said, look better. Their tank line looked good last week against the uh, the Charge. Haxel and Nene worked really well together. Of course, you had Jonak and Animo playing really well. And, you know, the, when they sub in SBB and stuff like that in the last couple of weeks, they look they look good when he's in there, too. They just they did not look great against Chengdu, but the DPS looked better than the rest of the package in that match to me. Now, in this match, I really want to see New York be aggressive again. They tried to slow Chengdu down, and that did not work. I want to see them come out against Shanghai and be aggressive and play that high-speed kind of stuff that they were doing. Granted, we're going to see it's going to be Arisa Sigma a lot of the time. You can still play that at a faster pace than they were doing. <laughs> their, their main goal in this is to basically make New York not play their game, which is the, sl the slow-down tactical, grind-it-out stuff. Shanghai wants to play a little bit more fast-paced. They want to go in there with Fleta and Lip and just start wreaking havoc on New York, making making them have to bow to Shanghai's playstyle and maybe pick up their pace. That's why I keep saying I want New York to play faster, a little more aggressive, because if they don't against Shanghai, they're going to get absolutely nuked. One of the keys is going to be playing around that Arisa, but playing around it, playing, a, playing around the Arisa a little bit more aggressively, especially when they're doing halts in the, different things, whether they're playing Tracer or uh, Genji into dashes or Pulse Bombs or the what whatnot and what have you on that. If you're running Sombra, be aggressive with the hacks. Get in there and just... The thing to beat Shanghai, you have to go in there and you have to... Generally, goes with most every team. But if, if you distract, get their, get their support line distracted enough with Sombra if you're running that, or with a Tracer or a Genji... It's forcing the other parts, of, like the Sigma to peel, and it makes it almost impossible for them to, to get on that high speed, getting Fleta going kind of thing. Fleta and Lip. New York can win this match. As I see it, I think it's going to be a close 3-1, Shanghai taking the match. NYXL, like I said, has a chance. If they can get going, they get Haxel going pretty good, and he gets in a groove, and he's playing like he did again last week against Guangzhou. Him and Nene are you know, working really well together. I, I think that is their biggest key is is that, getting those two guys 
ahead of the game versus Fleta and Lip. But I'm still going to take Shanghai. Slight edge. Fourth map, I see Shanghai winning a close map and then, you know, ending the match at 3-1. Now, let's move on to the next match. This one has got two of the weirdest teams in the NA region. We have Dallas and Atlanta. Dallas is coming off a couple of nice performances. This is kind of the meta they should be decent at with Dohan Decay. The thing that's impressed me most about Dallas right now is Crimzo and Paintbrush have been playing really well on the support line. They needed that for a long time. I was kind of on the fence about them, but they seem to be improving every week. Granted, they did play... Now, Gamsu and Note have been playing really well. Especially Gamsu, he got to play some ball, some Winston. Those are his two best from going back to Season 1. And he always had a good uh, chemistry with diving in with uh, Stryker. And he's starting to get that with with Dohan Decay. So... Depending on, you know, Genji Tracer, however they're doing their dives. Notes look pretty decent. I like him better on Sigma and and D.Va than any of the other heroes he play. Like, he's an okay Zarya. I'd rather see him on Sigma right now. D.Va's okay, but she doesn't provide enough, as much as Sigma. So, their tank line's good. DPS is fine. Doha, just put him on the Genji and let him go. Decay, whatever you need Decay to do, have him do it. Onigon occasionally... Having him play some some different things, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. I, I would like to see Deha, Deha, Dekeha, Doke. It's it's the Bunchkin all over again, Bunny Munchkin. Um, if you're season one, if you're if you've been with us in season one, that was a a misspeak that became a thing. Anyway, <laughs> I'd rather just see Doha and Decay together. But, you know, if you, if you have a, a map-specific thing or a hero-specific thing you want to run uh, with Onigod, hey, put him in. Other teams are doing it quite a bit, so it, I have no problem with rotating DPS players. It's when you start rotating tank players and, and support players all the time, that's when synergy and stuff gets lost more than with DPS players. Especially when you're in flanking stuff and that kind of thing. Yeah, you have to coordinate, but... You kind of just rely on their skills and let them go to an extent. I mean, that's dumbing it down way too much. But anyway, Atlanta. Been seeing a lot of different things from Atlanta. Atlanta's look better. But right now, I mean, they're hovering around 500. They beat Boston, but, you know, it's uh, Boston. So <laughs> what are you going to do with that? I mean, I can't really, you can't really. It's like talking about Dallas, the, the last one they had. Yeah, <laughs> but they, they've been rotating their tank line a bit. Um, it bothers me when when that happens, but if it work, I guess if it works, try it. But I'd rather either see Gator and Hawk in there for for the standard amount of time, or if you wanna if you wanna run Pokepo, just put him in and and, and keep it keep it to what to that Pokepo and Hawk. Um, I I think it, they have so much talent on this team though. Across the board, even regardless of swapping in Gator and Hawk and whatever. But it's I get this feeling if they're playing more for the future with some of the young guys they've picked up recently here and there with Fire and Saucy. Um, I thought we would see, like I said, I thought we would see them maybe go for a projectile DPS or something like that. So some sort of just flex that can play all the stuff, the oddball stuff that might come up in a meta. Where so you can keep Edison and Erster, you know, just grinding on the main meta characters that they're good at. 
Edison and Erster have looked good together. It's what we wanted to see, but there's just there's always a thing lacking, and I don't know what it, what it is with this team. It just drives me nuts. Their supports are good. Dogman has been looking a little bit better. I will say that when he plays. Masa, you get him on Lucio, he's great. He's good on the other characters too, but I just I like him more on the Lucio. He's really good. All around, though, it, this is fairly even. In this match, I think I'm going to go... We're going to... In this match, I'm going to go with Dallas 3-2. I think it's going to be that close. I do think Doha and Decay in the end. And with... Uh, I, I do think Doha, Decay in the end are going to take over the match in this scenario. I think Atlanta's decent. I don't think they're great. They're kind of, like I said, hovering around 500 the way Dallas has been playing the last couple matches, they look like they got some confidence. They're playing really well together, getting some synergy in there, which I was worried about before. Yeah, against Boston, they didn't look too terribly in sync. They were or not cohesive, but I just think they were just messing around. It was Boston. They're not great, and it, it, you can't really take much away from that. Same thing with Atlanta's play last week. Can't really take much away from that. They were playing the worst team in the league. But I, like I said, I think Doha and Decay take this match over. I think Gamsu and Note do enough to thwart anything that anything that Atlanta can do against them. But like I said, I think Atlanta will take a couple of maps because they are a decent enough team. They are kind of on the same level as Boston. A lot of these teams in this middle area are. To say that Atlanta should win this, I would have at the beginning of the year. But right now, I can't. I'm leaning with Dallas in this one. 3-2. We're going to go to a map five, and Dallas will take the match. So that's those are the two matches I'm really paying attention to. Like I said, there was a couple other ones. Okay, so that is going to bring us to our final segment, which is the right Click Picks, where I go down the whole schedule and pick every single match. And we will talk about it later, about how many matches I really blew. Um <laughs> but I do a re- we're doing rapid fire succession. Just go right down the schedule, maybe throw in a word or two here on on each match and anything we're looking for really quick. All right, let's get this rolling. So our first match is going to be Friday, July thirty first, three p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Dallas Fuel taking on the Philadelphia Fusion. I'm going to go with the Fusion in this one. They're vastly better than Dallas, and I just think they're going to take this one rather handily. Next match on Friday, we have the Los Angeles Valiant and the Houston Outlaws. I am going to go with the Valiant in a close one. They're about on the same level. Valiant are a little lost in this meta. Houston is lost in general right now. But let's see if they can bounce without the hero pools. See if they can get back on track the way they were at the end of the summer showdown. Alright, now we move to APAC on Saturday. 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Seoul Dynasty taking on the Guangzhou Charge. I do not have any faith in Seoul. I will take the Guangzhou Charge to bounce back from their defeat last week at the hands of New York Excelsior. Seoul will be the last place team in APAC at this point for the Countdown Cup. Not what I was expecting at the beginning of the year. Anyway, next match in APAC. We have the London Spitfire taking on the Hangzhou Spark. Two teams that are kind of on the same level. Hangzhou should be better, but they're not. London's kind of middling right now. This is going to be an odd match. I'm taking London in this, in, in a close one. I will take the London Spitfire over the Hangzhou Spark. Okay, so the the big match we were talking about earlier in APAC, 
8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. We have the New York Excelsior taking on the Shanghai Dragons. I have the Dragons in this one, 3-1. to one. Let's move on to a Saturday afternoon. We have back to N.A. We have the Paris Eternal taking on the Washington Justice. Paris Eternal is going to beat them easily. Next match, we have the Toronto Defiant taking on the Titans. Toronto looks a little bit better. Titans look like hot garbage right now. I'm going to go with Toronto. Next, San Francisco Shock take on the Houston Outlaws. I'm taking the Shock in this one. With or without Violet, it does not matter. They are <laughs> on a different level than Houston Outlaws. Next match up on Sunday, we have the Dallas Fuel taking on the Atlanta Reign. We already talked about this one. I like Dallas. Close match, 3-2. to two. Dallas wins. Next match on Sunday. I don't think we really have to discuss who I'm taking in this one. Everybody knows I'm a Mayhem fan. They're playing the Gladiators, who are not as good. Florida can get back. I think Florida's going to beat them in this one. 3-1, to one, maybe 3-2, but Florida wins. Final match of the weekend. Besides the play-in match, we have the Fusion taking on the Valiant. I see the Fusion taking this one. And that, my friends, is going to do it for the McRyclick picks. So the play-in match, we don't really need to discuss too much about that. But that, but the play-in match, we'll talk about that on the review show. Um, I'm not expecting much from that, except for somebody's going to get to pick them first. And then, you know, whoever wins it, generally speaking, unless it's a team that comes out and plays really crazy and they look really good and maybe a team or two are afraid of them. But teams like the Shock aren't afraid of anyone. So that is going to do it, guys. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode. Everybody out there watching on YouTube, thank you very much for all of your support, all of the likes, subscribes. I appreciate it very much. Everybody out there uh, in podcast world, thank you very much for giving us a listen. Don't forget, guys, we'll be back with, if any, news breaks or anything like that. We'll have shows early in the week, review shows, and we're going to just give us a comment down below. Tell us if you like the the new content stuff we're doing with the roll call and all that kind of thing. All right, guys, that's going to do it. This is Misfit. I'm out. Thanks very much for tuning in. Everybody stay safe. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you on the next one.